Report, recorded live on the third largest moon in our solar system, Callisto. He throws the curve because he's got the nerve to make a triple play. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero. I keep telling you that, but I do. I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, man, I think it's going to get a, a lot less weak. We got a ton of fun stuff. We got movie reviews. We got stories about local comic shops there's a uh, dcw talk it's great man we'll be back in a sec to start the show yo isr man i don't understand this man yo you've got to slow down man you're losing them radio suckers never play me you are listening to the toys r us report the greatest podcast in the world the funny thing about that is that I sincerely believe that. I believe that this is the greatest podcast in the world. So, I don't know, man. Tell me different. At any rate, some of you dudes have been you've been messaging me. I've been getting, you know, direct messages on Twitter and all that stuff. Where is Iceberg? Where has Iceberg been? And I feel bad because I kind of get the dude integrated into the show again. And he takes off. He He's a... I don't want to say anything bad about him, but he's a hard guy to work with sometimes in that he's just, he's not always here when you need him. And right now the bro is, in fact, I don't know if you know this, but there is a saltwater ocean on the interior of Callisto on uh, the third largest moon of Jupiter where we are right now. I don't know if you know that, but Iceberg knows that and... It's it's inhospitable. It's hard to get down there, but he's a robot. He can do it. And he goes down from time to time and, you know, he surfs as far as I understand it. I don't know how he can get up on a board at his weight. He's not hefty, but he's made of, you know, he's made of steel, so he does weigh a bit. I don't know how dude can get up on the board, but he does. So more power to him. So I guess you'd have to say uh, Iceberg's off on a surfing safari, as it were, but... He, you know, he's in contact. He, he has, you know, he has a walkie-talkie. I've talked to him a couple times. Uh, he, he's going to be back, but right now it's just me. There's Emily's here, uh, Melissa over in Pod B, but yeah, man, Iceberg. He, he's a talent, but he's difficult to work with. Well, let's move forward without the bro, but. There is another comic shop in in my area. There is the one that I don't like, The Evil Empire. Then there's the one that I go to, Comics for the Win, with my man Chris. I love that shop. I get my my subscription books there. And, you know, he's cool. Tatiana, who works there, is cool. I enjoy the experience. They get my books to me. It's great. I walk in the door. They go into the slot. They hand me the books that I've, you know, uh, pre-subscribed to and... You know, I I look around a bit, see if there's anything else I want, and then, you know, I'm out. It's great. The service is perfect. No complaints at all. Um, But 
The third shop in the area is a store known as the Comic Book Box. It's over in the next town, uh, Ronard Park. Ronard Park is a college town, and the Comic Book Box is in the shopping center. I, I am obsessed with this shopping center over there. It hasn't been... It has not been revamped since the 70s. It is the most retro thing in our area. I love it. It's fantastic. The problem is stores don't last there. You can see where this story is going. In all the years I've been going there, the only store that's been successful is a pet store. They've been there for years, but people have tried to open secondhand stores and they closed. Somebody tried to open a gym and it closed. There was a classic video game place it closed, a boxing gym it closed, and I have always wanted to open a secondhand store in there. I've always wanted to open a, just an entire dirt mall in that place. I thought it would be cool if you could get the place and line it up with vendors that you know who all sell retro stuff and have a big retro mall, but it's not a feasible plan because I see secondhand store after secondhand store shut her up after a while, and the comic book box originally started in a town, two towns over, Petaluma, and over there, it was an institution, it was attached to a bookstore known as Read More Books, and it was well entrenched, but like things always do, they changed, and they raised the rents, I'm, I'm friendly with the lady who owns the place, they raised the rent, so they had to move Read More Books, and... The comic book box. I don't know whatever happened to read more books. It may have ended up just shutting down. But comic book box moved into this retro shopping center in Runner Park. And they have been... They've been going on there for years. Just plugging along. Plugging along. It's a college town. And the only shop in the area is the comic book box. You could go to uh, Comics for the Win with my man Chris. But, you know, it's 25 minutes away. You would go to the comic book stop. The comic book box. The comic book box is, you know, it's a competent store. There's no reason not to go there if you're in the area. We aren't generally in the area, but every once in a while, I like to dip over to that retro shopping center when I need... Every once in a while, you need, like, a nostalgic blast. And when I need that blast, I head over to that center, and I look around, uh... And when I went there this time, I said, hey, let, let's, let's go on over to the comic book stop. Comic book box. Why do I keep calling it that? Maybe... That's a good name, too. Comic Book Stop. Oh, you know what's in there that I'm always interested in? There is a slot car place that stays open. And they I never see people doing slot cars. But this place has been open forever. It's the big kind of slot cars that people... I don't know when this was popular. It is cool. I think it's cool. I go in there and I... I you know, when there are people, I watch them zip around. And it looks like fun, but it's the kind of place it seems like if you don't know what's going on... You can't break into it. Uh, I don't know if they rent cars. I have no idea how it works in there. And in all the times I have gone in there to look, nobody has said, Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the slot car place. Uh, you know, can I get you started with something? Never once. So they've never been able to hook me as a customer. Maybe I'm not their type. Maybe they don't like the look of me. But the comic book box is there too. And when we were in the center, I said, Hey, let's... Let's just dip on over to the comic book box and say what's up. And I went over and the place was empty. They are shut down. They are closed. And I have no idea when this happened. I haven't been to the center in months. So I have no idea 
when the store, you know, shut down for good. And it, it's sad because I have been going on and off to the comic book box for, you know, I'm not even exaggerating, 20 years. I, I, for that long. For a while, they had just a fabulous collection of quarter comics. They had boxes and boxes and boxes of quarter comics. And I would roll all the way two cities over to go there just to dig through it. That's where... That's where I got hooked on, like, Sergeant Rock and Our World at War and stuff like that, because she had quarter boxes full of them, and it was just worth the trip for that. And I became friendly with the lady there. She's cool. And I'm really saddened to see the place go out of business. I'm hoping she is a bit up there in years, and I'm hoping that she decided upon herself to retire. I hope it's not the... They just couldn't maintain it anymore. But, I, you know, I'm saddened. I'm very saddened to see this place go. The more comic shops, the better. It's nice to have variety. Like, Chris has good comics. Um, the other store has wide selection of graphic novels. And the comic book box had a great selection of, you know, like, quarter and dollar comics. They had the best back issues in the area at affordable prices. So... I, I don't know, man. This is just a bummer. Recently, you know, we lost Joe Video, and we lost the Swim Center. I didn't even talk about that, but the Swim Center in my area shut down. We used to go there, and I'm, you know, super saddened about that. Now, the comic book box is just, man, thing after thing being taken from me. But um, there's not a lot you can do about it except to celebrate their existence, appreciate what you have, and send them on their way. Comic book box, they reminisce over you. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? A man has taken over our town. These people deserve their lives back. I'm looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult? Impossible. You ain't never seen a soldier like me. One, two, three, I'm a vigilante. Four, five, six, kiss that. Goodbye. When I pull the gun, then somebody gotta die. We got seven. He's got an army. I'm ready for war. He's gonna have to deal with us. Magnificent 7, rated PG-13, in IMAX. The Magnificent 7 was directed by Antoine Fuqua, and it stars Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke, and a bunch of other dudes as well. Dudes like Chris Pratt, and I don't know, man, everybody's in it. The movie is currently sitting at 63% over on Rotten Tomatoes with the people, 55% with the critics. For some reason, I didn't want to see this movie when it came out. It's not that I'm a big fan of the original uh, Magnificent Seven. I've never seen it. I've seen parts of it. I'm actually in the process of watching it now. I don't have a lot of exposure to, like, old westerns. I've seen some, but this is one that I have not seen. But, I'm you know, I'm watching it now, and I am digging it. But for whatever reason, I didn't want to see the remake. It's not that I don't like Antoine Fuqua, because I do... Training Day is for real. 
one of my favorite movies, and he made that. I, I go out of my way to see his movies, and in this one, he is, you know, reuniting the cast of Training Day. You got Ethan Hawke and Denzel back together again, but I don't know. The movie just... I didn't want to see it, but we had, like, an open Monday afternoon, and we decided we'll just go down and see whatever's playing right about now, and this was about to start, so we said, eh, let's take a look, and... It was not bad at all. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't know if I would or not. It it is very much by the book. Um It's a story of a team of dudes who are gathered together to save a town from a bad guy. The bad guy is played by Peter Skarsgard. Is that his name? I believe so, but he does fantastic as, I think his name is Bogue, the evil guy who comes in and he, he wants to destroy this town to make room for a mining operation, but the people don't want to leave. So they hire the Magnificent Seven to come save them. And each dude in the Seven is a master of something different. There's like an explosives guy, a knife guy, a sharpshooter, you know, quick draw specialist. It's like that. Everybody has their own superpower, and they all team up like a cowboy version of the Justice League, and they fight this guy to help save the town. It is just straight up by the book, but that doesn't mean that it's not enjoyable. You know, the book is the way it is because, you know, a lot of times it works, and in this case, it does work. This is an altogether enjoyable movie. It's not, you know, a movie of the year, but you will have a nice time. It's a bit long. It's over two hours I prefer a movie to be under two hours. That's just me. I think like an hour and 45 minutes is the perfect length for something, especially like an action movie. But they spend a lot of time putting the team together. So the movie does play a bit long, but it's fun. Everybody has charisma. Everybody plays their role and it ends in a satisfying fashion. You will definitely have a good time, especially if you have any interest in Western. Westerns are cool. I don't have that much exposure to, you know, the old-timey Sergio Leone, Sam Peckinpah films. Unfortunately, I'm trying to make up for it. I just don't. I was too busy watching, like, science fiction movies, you know, Logan's Run, just junk like that. I didn't... There's only so much time in the day for watching movies, and... I don't have that exposure, but I will make up for it. But, you know, if you are a Western fan, or even if you're not, if you just like action, you probably have a good time. It's cool enough. Good way to spend a couple hours if you have a couple hours to spend. I'm going to give it like three and a half mics. It seems like I give out so many three and a half mics. I don't know what's up with that. It's just the way, the way it is. I think a big part of that is you hardly ever see a movie that you don't really want to see. The advertising is so on point, and they give you so much of the movie in the commercials and in the trailers that you know what you're in for. You're not surprised. So, unless it's like a major disappointment or a major clunker, you're probably going to enjoy it in the three and a half, three mic range. And that's where you are with Magnificent Seven. It's cool. If you want to see it, go see it. You'll probably have a good time. If not, you can definitely wait till it's out on a VHS or Laserdisc. Shouldn't be that long. Movies are making the transition pretty quick. Let's move into the main event. Who's who in the DC Comics universe? Up next, what's sure to be an awesome segment. Who's who in the DC Comics universe? You're welcome in advance. 
as you all probably, as you all probably know by now, the DCW universe over on the CW network is back in full effect. We got Arrow, we got Flash, we got Supergirl, we got Legends of Tomorrow. One of the storylines in Arrow, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything because it's in the commercials. That is, that's one of my markers. If they're going out and putting the information into the advertising, I don't so much, I don't so much feel as if it's a spoiler. It's out there. It's out there for you to know. It's advertising. They want you to know. But one of the things going on in Arrow right now is that the Arrow is putting himself together a new team. The end of last season saw, you know, everybody go their separate ways. And at the beginning of this season, Arrow's like, I can't do this alone. I gotta find some guys. Or rather, Felicity Smoke kind of suggests to him that maybe he should find some new guys. So he does. And this is... This is where it kind of gets cool to me. Because I really uh, enjoy it when they introduce new characters. And they put together... A bunch of interesting street-level dudes for the new Team Arrow. And one of them is a guy that I like quite a bit. His name is Ragman. I I can honestly say I've only ever really read one or two comics with Ragman in it. But I liked, I liked his name. I had this cousin. And for whatever reason, I have no idea. He... He was older than me, bigger than me, and he used to pick on me, but it's fine. It's, you know, what is to be expected. I used to pick on the younger cousins, the ones that were younger than me. So, dude used to pick on me, and he would pick on my bro, and we came up with a nickname for him, and that nickname was Ragbag. I don't know where it came from, but we would call him Ragbag, and then we'd, you know, we'd high-step it out of there and laugh. And when I discovered this dude called Ragman, I was like, hey, check it out. It's Ragbag. It's our cousin Ragbag. So... He has always had a special place in my heart. And also, he, you know, he's silly. He's kind of a silly character. He was meant to be a very serious, street-level type dude. But in reality, he uh, he wears green and his outfit is made out of rags. And when you think of a rag, you don't necessarily think of something that's going to that's gonna beat down some crooks. You think of something that you're looking for when you've um, spilled some diet soda on, on the counter. So what we like to do is examine the character through the lens of DC Comics' seminal miniseries known as Who's Who. The definitive directory of the DC Universe. This one came out in September 1986. This is Puzzler through Roy Raymond. And right here on page 9 you find the Ragman. Right between Ragdoll and the Rainbow Raider. I believe the Rainbow Raider has been on Flash, but I'm not... I might be wrong. So let's see what we can find out about good old Ragman here on page 9. Ragman's alter ego is that of Rory Reagan. His occupation is a uh, former soldier, now pawn shop owner. He is single. His known relatives are Gary Reagan, his father who is now deceased. He has no group affiliations, so... He never worked with dudes in the real DC Universe, but in the DC Universe, the DCW Universe, rather, he is part of Team Arrow. He first appeared in Ragman number one. He operates out of the slums of Gotham City. Wonder if he ever bumps into Bat Batman. I imagine he would. He is six feet tall and he weighs uh, 177. He has blue eyes and brown hair. Kind of a run-of-the-mill type. He is... He's in good shape. Six feet, 177. Uh, that's not bad. Let's see what we can find out about the history 
of Rory Reagan. Rory was the son of junk man Jerry Reagan, who bought, used, and discarded items of all kinds. Rory's mother died when the boy was young, and Gary promised his wife he would get him out of the slums. Although Gary Reagan had vowed to make himself and Rory rich, they became no wealthier as the years passed. Still, though, dude had, a, he had his own business. He had a junk business. I've, I've always been interested in the buying and selling of junk. We have a few cool junk stores in town. When I think junk store, I think like Sanford and Son. And we do have, we have a few Sanford and Son style stores in town. The kind of place where they'll buy just about anything if it's cheap enough and they think they can sell it. So when you go in to dig through the merchandise, it's just whatever, you know, strewn about in whatever order. The store, uh, Fatty's Threads over on Sebastopol Road, uh, it's kind of like that. The guy there, Dave buys and sells just whatever mostly stereo equipment a lot a lot of stereo equipment but he has his store is big enough but if you if you really see like the out you know the the uh you know the outline of the building you can tell the storage area in the back is like two or three times the size of you know the actual show floor so in my mind i picture rory reagan living in something like that and Still, though, they didn't get rich, but they survived, and they, you know, had the business going, and they ate, and they had a place to live, so you, you could not go ahead and call this guy a failure. He wasn't, wasn't a trillionaire, but he did keep his son fed, and he kept a roof over their heads, so good for him. Rory became a sergeant in the U.S. Army, and after returning home, he was haunted by memories of men he'd killed in combat. I, I imagine he would be. Every night, Gary Reagan and three of his cronies had drinks in the back of his shop. Rags and tatters. A combination pawn, junk, thrift, and antique shop. See, sounds pretty cool to me. I would definitely like to hit that place up. So, let's find out what we can about these cronies of his. Gary's cronies were a former circus strongman named Samson, a former boxer who had been a heavyweight championship contender, and the former holder of a national prize of acrobatics. All three of these athletes were now old men and down on their luck, but they still retained much of their physical prowess. I can feel for these guys. I imagine that they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into honing their athletic skills. They spend a lot of time honing their bodies. And once they, you know, once they achieved these successes, there wasn't a lot for them to do financially, you know, to earn the scratch. It's like, you can be a championship gymnast, sure. You could be a contender in boxing, but... Where do you make your snaps? Before you know it, you know, your your prime is past... You can't do any more backflips. You can't do any more Circus Strongman stuff. And before you know it, you're hanging out in the back of uh, rags and tatters with with this other guy. Just not not what you had hoped. But that's what you know. That's what happens with improper planning. You, one thing, you know, if I could stress anything to you guys, is it's not what you make. It's what you save. Not what you make. It's what you save. Do your best to find a bargain. Do your best to put as much money as you can away. And then, your money goes farther, at any rate. One night, Gary and his three friends discovered that a mattress he had bought the day before was stuffed with $2 million. That's a lucky buy, because if there's one thing I know about the secondhand racket, nobody wants mattresses. It's just, like, about impossible to get rid of a mattress. So the idea of buying one, it's a, you know, you just, you're making a burden for yourself. But anyway, dude bought the mattress... It was stuffed with money. They were stoked. They decided they were going to take the money 
and give it to young Rory to help him start a new life. But just then, the dude who had left the mattress came in to reclaim it. But then he was shot down, blah, 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 by another gangster. The one from which he himself had stolen the money. When the four men refused to tell the dude where the money was hidden, he and his accomplices shot down Rory's dad and his buddies, blah, blah, blah. Dudes were getting blapped left and right, so they searched the place, could never find the mattress, so they split. But first, they got the final revenge on the dudes hanging out at the pawn shop who wouldn't spill the dirt. They shot up into the ceiling, releasing electrical wires which fell down and zapped all the dudes who were holding hands, creating a circuit between them. So just right then, as the mobsters mobbed out, Rory mobbed in and grabbed a hold of his father's hand, and he... He joined the circuit. He was like, zap, zap, getting zapped, right? But as he was getting zapped, all the strength, all the powers, all the abilities of all the other dudes somehow began coursing through his veins, oddly enough. But that's how things go a lot of times in the comics. Let's, uh, let's take a quick commercial break and we will be right back and explore a bit more about... No, really. They've sure changed over the years. They're not for kids anymore. There's sophisticated horror like Sandman, action stories like Watchmen, incredible graphic novels. Oh, yeah, check this one out. No, not my girlfriend. Say hi, Tina. This graphic novel. Look at the art in Black Orchid. The new generation of DC Comics. See what you've been missing. Your favorite DC Comics are available every week at Fantasy Books and Games. Fantasy Books and Games was the comic shop I hung out when I was a youth. It's the very first comic store I ever really, like, kicked it at, really spent some time. I, I have a This Boring Life planned about comic stores, which is... I think it's going to be a lot of fun to put together, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to listen to, because I got a ton of comic store memories. I, I met Mr. T, I met Spider-Man, I, I got a ton of tales, but... Let's get back to Ragman. So Ragman got zapped and he got the abilities of all these guys. He became a top flight gymnast. He became a knockout punching boxer and he had circus strongman strength. If you combine this with the abilities he learned in the military, you got a dangerous guy. But that's not all. He also, while digging through rags and tatters, it's hard. You know, after the owner of a business passes away, there's a bit of a transitional period. And during that period... Ragman was going through, trying to get things in order, trying to organize the stock, and he discovered a birthday present that his father had left for him. A costume made entirely out of rags. I don't, I don't know what that's about. I, I can't, I can't imagine what they thought he was going to do with this costume. Maybe he was planning for a career for his son in the Lucha Libre business. It could have been he was like El Hombre de, de Rags. And, he, you know, he could see that as something he, he could do, but I know not, I know not why he made this costume or even how he made this costume, but when Ragman saw it, he was inspired. He decided he was going to become a masked vigilante to protect his neighborhood, just like Batman, who also, also hangs out in Gotham, does for, you know, the various neighborhoods. He, he probably saw, like, Batman's good, Batman's cool or whatever, but... He, he can't get down here. He can't get down to where I am as much as I'd like. So I'll take this costume 
I'll take these abilities and I'll go out there and I'll do I'll do what has to be done. And I, I can appreciate that. It's good. It's good to take things into your own hands. You can't always count on somebody else to do it. Sometimes, sometimes your prayers are answered by letting you know you have to help yourself. And that's what, that's what Ragman did. He took to the streets. He got out there, started cracking melons. And honestly, on the real, that's about all there is to Ragman. He, he went out there and he did his best. He never achieved the success of, you know, for example, a Justice League member. He was never, he was never Batman or Green Arrow, but he did his best. And you got to give it up to somebody who's out there doing their best. Everybody, everybody can't be Superman. Some guys got to be Ragman. And I, for one, am happy to know that Ragman's out there, out there keeping an eye on a suicide slum. Oh, if you ever wondered, the mattress with all the money in it, Rory took it. And he burned it. He unknowingly burned it. He didn't... He was taking care of stuff at Rags and Tatters. And he's like, we gotta get rid of some of these mattresses. And he threw it on a bonfire. So, there you have it. Let's, uh... Let's real quick hop over onto my favorite site of all the sites on the World Wide Web. A site known as eBay. And we shall see what it cost for an issue of Ragman number one. The first appearance of Ragman. Let's see, I got it booted up here. Let's go to the solds. Let's see, what are people actually paying? Let's let's start at the top. Let's see the highest. The most anybody has recently paid is a graded 9.2 near mint origin of Ragman. Ragmag number one. Ragman number one. 54.99. Going down here is another graded for 40. This one is 8.5. Let's see the first non-graded one. Here one 29.99 near mint. Um, 23.99. All the way down to 12.99. So not really all that expensive. I got to be honest with this one. I don't. I don't know how much upward mobility I see in value. It's amazing that the guy even appeared in the DCW universe. It's fantastic. I love it. I love to see these minor characters get some props, but I don't see the world having a Ragman movie. It's possible. But that would have to be the next level of success. I don't see him... I don't see there being a Ragman TV show even. On the show, he's really nothing like the Ragman of the comics. He's not... The, uh, typical, like, puncher-kicker street-level vigilante type. His suit was irradiated during the, um, dark nuclear attack, and now, in, you know, with the power of his mind, he can move the rags around and they can strike it, guys. He's a totally different dude, but still, it's cool. Let's, uh, let's move into the final segment of the show, an area known as the... Toys R Us report. Yo, ISI, your man, you got him running scared, man. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. Alright, we are back. It is the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us report. This is where this is where we go over various happenings, various newses, things of that sort. So 
What is, what is popping off? The Legends of Tomorrow has started on the DCW. That's great. I've only seen, only seen the first one and also the second one. Yes, I believe I am on the second one. They have introduced the Justice Society of America, which is great. I, I really dig the golden age of DC and the people they have picked to be on the team are straight out of, straight out of that. Well, not all of them. We'll get into that. Let's see. You got, a uh, you got Rex Tyler, our man. He, uh, he has a miracle pill that he takes that gives him super strength and whatnot for an hour. You have Dr. Midnight. This guy is an actual doctor. He's blind, but he can see in the dark. You have Obsidian. Obsidian is a more modern character. He was part of Infinity Incorporated. I don't know. I don't know all the full details of him. I believe, he, you know, he has the power to create darkness all around him. I know that. I He is somehow related to the Green Lantern, but I, I'm drawing a blank on how. Then you have, you have Vixen, who, as far as I know, there is not a Golden Age Vixen. There may have been a character named that, but... I don't think there is one with the animal powers. You know her from the recent uh, cartoon on the CW Seed app. And she, she, uh, the same character was in Arrow too. This is an earlier version. Um, who else? There is Commander Steel. As far as I know, there wasn't a Golden Age Commander Steel either. You know what? Earlier I said these guys are straight out of that, that time. And I, I'm proving myself wrong. Right here, Commander Steel in this is like a military operative. He has a rifle and he wears a helmet. But his costume is very similar to the one who is in the uh, All-Star Squadron. He has the fin on his head. It, oh, who else? Stargirl. She is in the current version of the JSA. She has Starman's Power Rod. I don't know. I don't know the full extent of the Power Rod. I know you can fly and you can shoot beams and you can do stuff, but I'm sure you can do other things. I haven't read, haven't read the the Starman comics, but in the original D JSA, there wasn't a Star Girl. There was a Star Spangled Kid, and that was somebody I I was into. He had a a blue outfit with stars all over it, like he was that portion of the flag. And then he had a partner named Stripesy who was like this mechanic and he was a tough guy and he wore stripes. And together, together they combined to become the flag. I was really into that, but Stargirl is cool too. You know, she's wearing some booty shorts and she, she has a big star. I like stars as a symbol. I think that's a nice sign for yourself. So it was cool to see the JSA in Legends. It's not the first time we've seen the JSA. They also appeared in Smallville, which I thought was great. In that version, you had uh, Dr. Fate, and you also had Stargirl. They, it seems like they want to do something with her. She has a cool costume. She has a cool look. I don't see why, I don't see why you couldn't, and there were other people too. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, but this is, in fact, the second time we have seen the JSA. What else is, what else is popping off? I don't know. Not... Not so much. I, I've just been running errands. You know, I'm just going through an errand period of life. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you're you're just running about more than you want to be. And right now I'm running about more than I want. Getting ready to uh, get the release of Doctor Strange. I'm really looking forward to that. Early reviews are saying that it's great. I think, I think the early reviews have it at 100% on tomatoes. It's the... Highest rated Marvel movie as so far in that, according to the critics, it is perfect. I don't, I don't think it's perfect. I think it'll be fun and I am super looking forward to it. It'll be, I'm not the biggest dude into magic and whatever, but it will be interesting to see how they go at showing the magical realms on film. I'm, 
looking forward to, to you know, to, to checking that out, I guess. Hey, shut the door, I'm recording in here. First of all, fool, why are you recording without me? I said that I would be back in a few days. Well, you said that two weeks ago, and I'm busy, dude. I gotta try to pump these shows out. I don't... I don't got all the time in the world. I gotta make sure I get them finished. Oh, you are busy. Yeah, I'm busy. What a laugh. Having to go to a few events at the school and a birthday party doesn't make you busy. It's really nothing. I do more than that before breakfast. You do? Because from what I've seen, you usually miss the station breakfast because you're still in your charging pod, dude. It's like, I just got so much to do, man. I, I, I didn't have time to wait for you to come back. And plus, I had no idea when you were coming back. Once you once you go on your surfing safaris, man, you could be gone for, for months. That is irrelevant. I could be gone for a million years and you should wait for me. There is no show without me. Dude, I can't wait for you. The show comes out every week. It comes out every week. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. Who could possibly want to hear this drivel every single week? I don't got like like a list of names, but dudes like listening to it every week. People got mad when I missed a week. Well, I feel bad for them. I can't imagine the damage that you must be doing to their minds with your blagging. It's not blathering. I bring up some interesting points and plus people, people tell me they like it. They are lying. Dude, face the facts. Nobody likes listening to you. Nobody likes listening to me. Thanks. Thanks, Iceberg. Uh, I guess, I guess that's a good time as any to, to stop the show. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you were able to drop in, Iceberg. I really, I really do appreciate that. So, we're gonna call it. This is episode 98, Toys R Us Report. Uh, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for our Iceberg 13. And Emily was here. She didn't pop in, but she's behind the boards. Throwing sounds our way. So, I guess that's it. If you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.